Blog Talk Radio. Pugilistic linguistics, check out the 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 What's up, y'all? What's up? Welcome to the Pugilistic Linguistics Show. I am your host, Michael Foster. The voice of reason in an unreasonable world. What's up, y'all? What's up? This is Michael Foster, Pugilistic Linguistics Show. I am the voice of reason in an unreasonable world. And I'm back. With another, I don't know, episode. An episode that, I don't know, a, a, a another news story come out. I decided to go ahead and drop one off schedule. I call this one the deafening silence. As you know, as you may know, as you may not know, your president over the last, I don't know, week or so has been accused of yet another sexual assault. And let me pause here for a second that never in my lifetime did I think I would be hosting the show saying that a sitting United States president has been charged, or not charged, has been accused of yet another sexual assault. Another. Here's here's the killing part about all this. Bill Clinton, with all of his issues, Did he take some? I don't know. Was he uh, a Neanderthal around women? That's been proven. Did he do something inappropriate? I'm willing to believe that. But Bill Clinton was impeached for lying about a blowjob so his wife wouldn't find out. He was actually impeached. Wasn't removed from office, but he was impeached. Yet Donald Trump has been accused of, hell, I've lost count of the number of sexual indiscretions he's been accused of before he hit office. And the kicker is we can't get anybody to impeach him. The thing is 
the reason why this keeps coming up and why this is so whatever, because it's not beyond the realm of possibility that he's capable of doing what he's accused of being accused of doing. There's nothing that makes us say, I don't believe that just doesn't sound right. It doesn't sound like something he'd do. And that's that's the that's the mind blowing thing about all this. It's been said that, well, but before I go there, nowhere does it say that the president of the United States has to be a choir boy. Nowhere does it say he has to be an altar boy. He's the president of the United States. He's not, like Chris Rock said, he's not Pastor Clinton. He was talking about Clinton in this sense. It's not Pastor Clinton. It's not, you know, Reverend Clinton. It's not uh, Maharaja Clinton. He's president. I get that. He ain't got to be an altar boy, but I'd rather him be, I'd rather our presidents not be more pedophile priests than altar boys. So Trump has been accused of another sexual assault. The lady E. Jean Carroll, I think she was an uh, an, an author, New York, you know, very New York local. No, famous in New York. I, I had never heard of her before this. Um, as it goes down, or as she tells the story, she was in Bergdorf, I think. A uh, upscale department store in New York, and she was in a fitting room trying on lingerie, I believe. He comes into the dressing room while she's in there, which also is not out of character for him because during the campaign, it was alleged, and not alleged, it was stated that he walked, used to walk in on 15-year-olds in various stages of undress while when he when they were in like the Miss Teen USA pageant or something like that. I think he owned it or something. He'd walk in while they were undressing during the pageant. We're talking fifteen-year-olds, so it's not—it's not beyond. Well, he wouldn't do that. And yes, before you ask me, I'm willing to believe every horrible thing about Donald Trump because Donald Trump is a horrible individual. So it's not out of character for him. He's a horrible person has always been a horrible person. Ask the Central Park Five how Donald Trump is. 
But anyway, so he walks in on her while she's dressing or trying on lingerie or something like that. And from what I've read about the incident since, like, his article came out within the last few days about the the contemporaneousness of how she told her friends. So she basically told a couple of her friends right after it went down that it went down, and none of them have spoken of it since that time. We're talking uh, early 90s, I want to say. This, happens, this allegedly happened in the early 90s. From what I gather in a, an article I read that she told two friends of hers at the time of how it went down. And they all basically vowed never to speak of it. And they didn't speak of it again until she wrote about it in her book. But based on what she said, this is the actual assault because he got the penis out. Unwillingly put it in the places he shouldn't have put it in. He got the mushroom head out. What Stormy Daniels called it, like a, the Mario mushroom or something like that? I don't Whatever. She got the mushroom head out. From what she said to her friends at the time of, it was in. So this, 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 this goes into rape beyond just sexual assault. So this woman's out there. She spoke on it, and 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 you know she's she's like, look, it happened. I didn't call the cops. You know, I, I just went on with my life. And at that time, Donald Trump was still a powerful man. He was a local powerful man, but he was a real estate mogul or whatever. It wasn't like they didn't know who he was at that time. So this went down. So as I'm listening about this and listening to it and thinking about it and all this good stuff, a friend of mine sent me a clip from the D.L. Hughley show. And it's really put this thought of mine in hyperdrive. I'm kind of, I'm biting a little bit, I ain't going to lie, from what DL did on his show. But it's, it's, it's worth exploring. DL said on his show, he sums up, sums up the story as I just kind of did and speaks about, you know, the president being accused of yet another sexual assault. But he, he, he asked a question that I felt was very, very deep. And he spoke about the silence of the Me Too movement in the face of yet another sexual assault by the President of the by the President of the United States, yet another alleged accused accused sexual assault. And his question was, "Where's the we the Me Too movement? Why are they so quiet? 
And I was thinking as I'm watching this clip, yeah, why are they so quiet? For those of you all living under a rock for the last, I don't know, five years, I don't know if it's been that long, but let's just say five years. The Me Too movement is a movement that was organized to give a voice to the voiceless when women are or have been preyed upon by powerful men in society. Now, I believe this really kind of started as more from the Hollywood vein, but it kind of went and snowballed to every walk of life. So, so basically, the Me Too movement sought to help women who felt that they were preyed upon by powerful men and that movement would help them get through or help them to prosecute or give or whatever. So it was one of those things that we're going to help you get through this and, and, and punish the men that possible, punish the men responsible for this. You know, R. Kelly, Me Too movement, and Bill Cosby, and Harvey Weinstein, and the whole nine yards, they we were all men that were taken down by the Me Too movement. And, and, and I'm not going to I, I, I applaud that movement because it's necessary, I believe, to give the women that kind of strength to confront their accusers, especially when they're powerful men and in You know, Harvey Weinstein, the casting couch thing that they've been talking about in Hollywood for, for, for eons. I get you this role in this in this movie if you give me some. Give me some trim, as we used to say back in elementary school. So I get the 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 the, the need for me too. I think sometimes it can be a bit. I don't know if overzealous is the word, but there's a word for that, and I haven't come up with that. But that's a story for another time. DL speaks about why are they so quiet now? Uh, yeah, why are they so quiet now? And I came up with a couple things. I think one more than the other, so I'll speak to the one first. There have been a couple of stalwarts in that movement, Alyssa Milano's of the world, and uh, Rose McGowan's of the world and Asia Argento, however. I don't know if she was the originator. I don't think she was. I think it was a black woman, but I think she was one of the first to take the mantle and run with it and use her name, her celebrity, as the the the, the steam, the power of that thing. 
I really believe the Me Too movement as a movement has petered out a bit because of Asia Argento, who is one of the first advocates of it. But come to find out that she was a sexual assaulter herself. And she paid a 17-year-old off because of the moves that she made on her. And unfortunately, like everything else that people don't want around, powerful people don't want around, they will use one person to bring it down, to discredit the movement. Asia Argento, who, by the way, was the fiancé of Anthony Bourdain, and he was involved in the paying off of the 17-year-old, which I speculate might have something to do with why he killed himself, but that's neither here nor there. Asia Argento, who was Dario Argento's daughter, great Italian horror movie director, but anyway, she was on a movie set and she put the moves on a 17-year-old boy and then paid him off afterwards. This is after her Me Too with Harvey Weinstein. I submit to you, this is the reason why the Me Too movement, one, really kind of petered out a bit. But two, won't speak against Trump. The Me Too movement is specifically why, or better yet, better yet, say it from the opposite direction. This latest Trump allegation is specifically why the Me Too movement exists. That movement should have helped that author and that's that's why they exist. That's why they were created. So why so silent? Right now, the Me Too movement should have been the first folk that stepped up and said something. That's why you exist. That's why you exist. So we go deeper, and Trump says, and I want y'all to understand something. A woman accuses you of sexual assault. He says he didn't do it. She's coming out with a book. That's why this is whatever. But his main defense against a sexual assault allegation was that she's not my type. The implication being clear in that statement of she's not my type 
what he's basically saying is she's not my type, but if she was my type, I might be more inclined to do that. She ain't my type. That's why I didn't do it. But rest assured, if she was more my type, I might I might get down. His defense is not that I don't do that to women. His defense is not that I was a married man or whatever. His defense is she ain't my type. The implication being, if she was my type, there you go. This goes right in line with those women that came out right before he got elected, saying that he was this and he was that, he was this kind of assaulter or whatever. And he, his defenses were... They weren't attractive. So I couldn't have raped them because they aren't cute. Which right there makes me believe he did it. I I always believe he did it. I mean, he's devoid of character, but it makes me believe he did it. Because sexual assault usually is not about attraction. Sexual about sexual assault is all about control and power. And name one man is more power hungry than Donald Trump. I mean, come on, he moves on him like a bastard. I grab him by the pussy, and they let me because I'm rich. You can always tell about somebody who they really are when they talk, when they think no one's listening. You'll get the real them when they think nobody's listening. That access Hollywood skit or whatever, sketch or whatever, he didn't think nobody was listening. So he told the truth. And the kicker, I can't, I can't understand why, how nobody understands that. He told the truth because he thought no one was listening. Then when he found out somebody was listening, then it was a skit. It was a skit. It was a, you know, I was just saying that. Man, get the hell out of here. So. The silence, I mean, can you believe that people still rock with this dude? Look, now I want you to understand, so I'm about to go down a rabbit hole, and I'm not defending the cast that I'm speaking about. But when R. Kelly was up on charges of pedophilia one charge let's just say one 
He was black, but we got to get his money. We got to we we got to boycott. We got to stop listening. Bill Cosby had his thing going on, and they pull his TV show off the air and all this. A sitting president has multiple sexual assault allegations active for him, and the main movement that seeks to put an end to people like that have kept their mouths closed. I find that interesting. Nowadays in Hollywood, you got one allegation against you, you can't work. I posted, this, I posted this on a friend's page a couple of days ago. And this is going to offend some people, and if, if it does, damn it, I don't care. Do you know that 53% of white women voted for Donald Trump? 53% of white women voted for Donald Trump. And this is after every sexual assault allegation had come out. This is after the Access Hollywood tape. This is after all that. And, 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 and women were outraged and whatever until they got behind that curtain. And their damsel in distress instinct kicked in. And they voted for a man who they thought would save them. They didn't trust a fellow woman to save him, Hillary Clinton. They trusted a man who essentially told them what he felt about them. When he made the joke about Megyn Kelly on her period, and you were outraged, and you still voted for him. I submit to you that those 53% of white women that voted for Donald Trump are as complicit in any sexual assault that happens in that famous Me Too movement vibe than anything else. The next time Harvey Weinstein sexual assaults somebody, the 53% of the white women that voted for Donald Trump are to blame. Now, why do I say that? It's kind of far-fetched, ain't it? Well, yes and no. I say that because by your vote for a man who's involved in all that, you have normalized his behavior. You have said it's okay. If you can do something for me, it is okay that you do that to them. You're complicit. You have not held that man's feet to the fire. 
ATF at it. 53% of white women voted for Donald Trump. Damsel in distress. That's that syndrome they have, the damsel in distress syndrome. I need a man to save me. And because you allowed that man, or better yet, because you ignored what that man did, you really set the stage for the next man to do the same thing. Because think about it. Let's say the next presidential cycle comes around and candidate X is running for president. And it comes out that he sexually assaulted three women, I don't know, in a dorm when he was a freshman in college. You do understand that 53% of white women who voted for Donald Trump, your outrage would be hypocritical. Because if is a problem with candidate X doing it, then why was it not a problem with Donald Trump did it? You've just normalized all this behavior. I was in my past. That's why I did it. You know, I was I was eighteen. You gonna hold me accountable for something I did when I was eighteen? You've normalized that behavior. You didn't say, when you had the chance, you didn't say, wait a minute, this is wrong. Deafening silence when it was necessary. So I'm sure a lot of women will be mad at me about this about the Me Too movement and why they're so silent. But I'm curious, why are they so silent? This is the exact parallel, the exact situation why you will create it. Why so quiet now? I'm going to think about that. I want you to think about it. Go out to my page and speak on it. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Why do you think the Me Too movement is so silent in the face of new Donald Trump allegations? Isn't that why they were created in the first place? Let's chat. So I'm going to go ahead and get on down. Like I said, this was impromptu. And I'm going to leave you with this. You have the election of Donald Trump has normalized a few things. Bigotry, racism, whatever. I want you I want to ask you this. What what 
2020, what do we want America to look like? And what are you going to do to get us there? What am I going to do? What are we going to do to get us there? What do you want America to look like and how I'm going to get there? Think about it. Go to my page on Facebook, Futuristic Linguistics. Drop some ideas. Again, go out there for topics for new shows, future shows. I want this to become a lot more interactive. But in the meantime, I'm going to put this issue to bed and until the next time we need to wake it up and talk about it again. But in closing, I'm going to say like I always do, take care of yourself because you all you got. Peace. Futuristic linguistics, check out the futuristic linguistics.